This is the Pro-AV Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another MarketScale Pro-AV Podcast from Infocom 2019. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. And today we're joined post-session with Sean Wargo, Senior Director of Market Intelligence at Avixa. And we both just, well, Sean gave the presentation. I sat through the presentation, but it was on Avixa's intelligence report for the hospitality industry and basically getting a look at what opportunities are there in AV for the hospitality market, how should AV providers and integrators get into the space? And in what ways is AV being implemented in hospitality? So, Sean, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Great, Daniel. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a long day. Day's wrapping up. Certainly. How, uh, how did you enjoy day one of Infocom? Good. Well, so in fact, this is day two for me. So oh, yesterday okay. we had Emerging True. Trends Day, True. which was which was really great as well. Yeah. Covered some uh, different trends in the industry. Day two has been good. We've done a number of these vertical market presentations. Uh, these are application areas for Pro-AV. So that's a lot of our talk track is how can providers of AV solutions uh, look at new opportunity, new spaces, new new areas for applying their, their skill sets, hospitality, retail, transportation, even uh, sports venues, et cetera. So lots to talk about. Yeah. So you said yesterday was Emerging Trends Day. Um, was there anything specific at Emerging Trends Day that had to do with the hospitality industry that tied over into your presentation today? Certainly, at least uh, from a from a peripheral standpoint. Mm-hmm. So think of uh, the technology itself as kind of the the ingredients. The As I, I may have mentioned, at least I have a couple times today, uh-huh. uh, this is the, the paints on the palette that we use to address solutions or, or paint the picture that we're trying to convey with a given experience. And so, yeah, there's trends, you know, uh, the replacement or the incursion, the evolution of displays towards direct view LED, those uh, uh, compartmentalized or piecemeal types of displays they can put to cover a large, large uh, type of fixture. A lot of people are familiar with those in stadiums. Uh, But trends in that, how that impacts projection, audio technologies, immersive audio technologies, uh, IP-based solutions that allow us to distribute content around, and then unified communications, Certainly, hospitality, as most markets use that uh, those technologies as well to collaborate with themselves. So, certainly, yeah, a lot going on that, in the end, impacts the types of solutions that come to to the verticals. Right. Well, I mean, based on your presentation, we can tell that displays are are leading AV and hospitality, but in a close second are the back end systems themselves. So, you know, it's not just the the amazing immersive displays that have a lot of opportunity in hospitality, but it's it's the backend systems themselves, the ones that are are assisting the content to get from point A to point B and helping um, you know display that content. That is just as exciting as an opportunity as uh, the displays themselves. Absolutely, yeah. yeah the, the, so there's servers, storage devices, right. products that too many in the industry that have been in it for a long time who think of themselves as traditional AV, it sounds a little out of out of character or out of place, mm-hmm. right? Because they're used to selling the display, the speakers, connecting them certainly, optimizing them, uh, amplifying, dealing with the sound and incoming video. But distributing it around and working with the server technology, that's somewhat newer in it. Uh, it's something that our industry has to has had to adapt to, mm-hmm. uh, add skills to their portfolio around it, yeah. even if they don't sell the hardware themselves. But yeah, feeding hungry displays is the way I like to put it, Yes, uh, whether in hospitality or other. 
Yeah. So kind of summing up some of your research, um, and this is all VIXA exclusive research, which is what makes this so exciting. What would you say is making hospitality one of the biggest markets to watch out for in AV? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Some of it is um, because displays have become much more affordable. I think it's creating a lot of applications and hospitality is one of those areas mm -hmm. where they're needing to entertain, inform, direct uh, guests in the property, uh, provide them newsfeed when they're in the, the main lobby area. What's the local weather? What are some restaurant options? Uh, have that kind of stuff on scroller is, is, is very important. Mm -hmm. uh, within the room itself as well, having the entertainment screen um, often or sometimes commanded by a voice system, yeah. Alexa, uh, allow you to tap in your streaming media devices to be able to watch the content you want. So displays are a big character, a big piece of it, a big piece of the, that, that market, a uh, big part of the solution. So, you know, digital signage is one aspect of that, but I think it's much, much more than that. It's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's painting the walls with right. light in, in some ways. Yeah. Right. So it, it's acting as not only a way to immerse the end user, um, but also to, to elevate their experience and to have them walk away from that experience feeling like they got a more personalized experience, basically? Is, is that really what the displays yeah. are helping do? Yeah, I think uh, we live in the experience economy, right? Yeah. So it's, it's about engaging them, too. So yeah. they feel like they're more engaged, they're more informed. Uh, yes, personalized to some degree, though you could argue that it's still somewhat generic content, uh, maybe as we go through time, there's more and more ability to use AI to remote sense and see who's there and, and, uh, then offer content direct to them. You're seeing that in retail applications sometimes yeah. where it tailors the, uh, on-screen information to, to that person. So I think it is, it is about personalizing. It's, it's about engaging. It's about improving the, uh, the, the overall, uh, guest experience certainly. And it's also about differentiating. I think one of the things we talked about today was uh, the use of technology as a statement of brand. Mm -hmm. So you're seeing that more and more often that it's not just about necessarily improving revenue opportunity, but also saying this is who we are as a brand, our particular property and our, our uh, resort, et cetera, hotel, whatever it is. Uh, and so that you can, uh, you start to create an affinity there. Yeah. Uh, customers, guests start to, um, ally themselves or connect themselves with those with those brands. Right. Well, the the signage itself becomes an extension of the brand. Yeah, and it, it helps uh, helps set a standard for now when a uh, when a guest returns to that location. It might not even be that exact specific location, but just another you know X hotel brand location. They're expecting that same level of immersion, or or they're at least approaching it from a level of oh wow, last time I was here. I don't really know what it was, but I got some kind of personalized experience. You know, the, the walls interacted with me, whatever. The, the wayfinding was really, um, really specific. And I think that's what it is, is that you're getting guests walking away from these experiences and they aren't really saying, oh, yeah, the digital signage is what blew me away. Right. Because it's being integrated so seamlessly, it's more that just the overall experience ends up being better. Mm -hmm. And I, th I think that's what you want, especially in hospitality. You don't want to walk away from it saying, oh, yeah, I love the hotel because they had a cool video wall. No, it's you walk away from it saying, I love the hotel because 
you know, it felt like it was tailored just for me. Absolutely. It's, we talk about that a lot of this idea that when, tr when technology works really well, it's invisible. Yeah. It's actually uh, transparent to us. And the way we frame it is good solutions, good experiences come down to the perfect marriage between the content that you're interacting with, the space that you're in and the technology. No one uh, being more important necessarily than the other because they work so seamlessly together. Mm -hmm. So you don't notice that it's a screen. Uh, the worst case is you're, uh, let's say you're in a, uh, a bar environment where yeah, it's just all these displays hanging around you and mm -hmm. you don't know what they're there for. But it's when, no, I was able to go and watch the game I wanted. Right. That's when it starts to work and I could hear it. And it was maybe uh, the, the sound was piped right to me. Uh, that's when it starts to work and be that marriage, that, that true experience, exceptional experience, yeah. So, Sean, what are some specific numbers or points that you pulled away from this research that really spoke to you as, as saying, wow, hospitality is one of those industries to watch out for in the AV industry? There's a few that we can look at. Mm -hmm. So uh, right from the top, just in terms of the sheer investment opportunity that exists uh, for Pro-AV within hospitality, we threw out some numbers. It's about a $10.8 billion global market. Hospitality as a chunk of Pro-AV opportunity. Uh, we expect that to grow better than the industry average. So globally, we're expecting Pro-AV is probably 5.7% from 2019 to 24. Um, hospitality is at 6.9%, so doing a little bit better. Uh, though it's it's not the biggest chunk of our industry at 4.4 percent of total industry revenues, it, it's it, at that rate of growth, you know, it starts to become a more and more lucrative opportunity uh, for the space. And part of that is because uh, technology is playing such a pivotal role in the investments in spaces. So another figure that we threw out there was about six and a half percent, I think it was closing in on uh, seven percent of the investments, those capital expenditure investments, right around six percent of projects were, uh, project budgets were going towards AV. So all that kind of translates into this great uh, combination of a big opportunity, a need to differentiate, a need to create exceptional guest experience, an emphasis and a usage of technology to bring that out, uh, looking for creative ways, and honestly, a tech-savvy market. You know, as consumers, we expect it, mm -hmm. it to be a part of how we interact yeah. with our spaces uh, and our experiences. So I think, you know, all that comes together nicely to create opportunity here, yeah. Is 6% a healthy number? Is that something that when you saw, you were like, wow, that's higher than I expected? Yeah, it, we tend to use the rule of thumb about three to five. And so a lot of people uh, look at uh, construction spending as an indicator for what's the opportunity for Pro-AV and how big will it be. So we usually say expect about three to 5% of a construction budget to go towards the AV solutions. Hospitality at the higher is at the higher end of that at 6%. So it's a slight, slightly higher, not hugely, but that does translate as you look across you know, so many projects it starts to mean a good opportunity, a good emphasis. And you said compared to the growth of the overall industry, the hospitality vertical within AV is expected to have more growth Correct. than the AV industry as a whole. Why do you think that there's more growth in that market compared mm -hmm. to just AV in general? Yeah, I think we're at a, we're at a, a great time uh, in 
sort of global economy too. So if you look at investment in new facility, so in Asia Pacific, for example, we highlighted that as now the largest regional market for a pro AV. Uh, part of that is a growing middle class that's benefited from a growing economy, and they are looking for entertainment. They're looking for uh, hotels, properties to visit, restaurants to uh, go to, uh, cinema, theater, all that sort of stuff uh, that carries over. Um, so I think a lot of that translates into uh, a more robust growth for, for hospitality, too. Despite even nationalistic trends from a, a geopolitical standpoint, people still travel, even if it's within country, and that creates you know, opportunities for reinvesting in guest property. And properties want to attract those travelers, and so it's a competitive landscape for them, and, and the need to differentiate is real. Well, so. you know, hospitality is such an interesting market because compared to everything else, it really does, I feel like it exists in its own bubble, um, mm. and it's affected by growth in so many other industries. So, you know, if if the ability to travel is more accessible to everyone, boom. You know, tourism in those cities now is more viable, boom. Now the hotels in those industries need to adapt to the fact that, hey, we're going to have more people coming in. I mean, that's that's why sometimes you see cities that the infrastructure of the downtown is really old, rugged, underdeveloped, but they have beautiful hotels and they have small segments of the city that are created just for tourism, right? So tourism is a big part of city revenue. Um, I mean, my small town of McKinney, Texas and in, in uh, North Texas is whatever. It's a suburban town, but I know that they have placed so much money on trying to make it a tourist spot. And you think, why would anyone want to come to a suburb for tourism? But, you know, there, there's value there. And I think it comes back to the hotels themselves can be points of destination. You know, people want to go to the hotels when they're exciting, when they're fresh, when they're personalized. And it all just, it feels like a, uh, an endless feedback loop. You know, one industry affects the other, and then it comes back around and affects the industry that affected it, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's an interesting phenomenon. You could say that um, we all want escape. We want to escape right. sort of the day-to-day, -day, and we look for properties that both are a, a weird combination of offer amenities that we can get at home and sort of extend that home experience, but right. are different from it. Right. You know, offer luxuries, offer, offer comforts, uh, take away the, the friction that we yeah. might experience in our day-to-day -day life. Right, yeah, yeah. You want to be as comfortable as you are at home as you are abroad, but you don't want it to feel like home or else why'd you leave? That's right. It's, so a, I, it's, a, middle, it's a middle line to write. Yeah, there. and maybe uh, reinvestment or a focus, let's say, on more domestic travel, because I do think that's probably more of a phenomenon right now, you know, with with potential scares and, and, and all sorts of other uh, geopolitics going on, mm. people may focus a little closer to home, but that gives an opportunity for hospitality in smaller uh, areas of the of the United States to, to kind of differentiate and across markets throughout the world too, yeah. uh, to offer that escape uh, closer to home, even uh, in, in that kind of property. So, yeah, I think all of this feeds together to, yeah. to try to, to make an opportunity in, in hospitality. Another point in your presentation that really piqued my interest was when you said that integrators are really leading the conversation um, mm. because the hospitality industry is more comfortable collaborating with them and with the industry. Could you give a little more context to that point and what you mean by that, what kind of research you discovered? We asked the question, who often takes the lead on a project, an AV project? 
and we were encouraged by the the higher the the high percentage or at least the leading uh, answer being integration integrating firms and I think though it was about 19 percent uh, which tells you there's still a lot of other options out there there uh, the point of contact the project lead differs greatly by property uh, which is fine is good but I think what you're seeing, and we're, we're noting this as we find attendees coming to places, to shows like Infocom, uh, from the hospitality industry, they're looking for help and they recognize they're not the experts in this area. Some other markets may have more embedded expertise and sort of are willing to go it alone in some cases, but hospitality, I think, recognizes technology as a new, uh, an unknown capability, a uh, capability that's not resident in-house. So they need to seek out the experts and have been led to integrators and so are already showing a sort of receptivity to bringing in that capability. It's good because uh, it's where the conversations start, an openness, a willingness to recognize that uh, you need some help, uh, that it's not your, your core expertise, uh, and so you seek out a community. So it's good news for a, a provider base that's uh, potentially looking to differentiate. Uh, it, may, it, it points to or suggests that the inroads into a place like hospitality may be a little less steep than say a retail or a transportation or a sports venue where big projects, lots of competition. So good way in. Yeah. What really stood out to me as making this research uh, more unique was the fact that you tried to get insight from the end users themselves, tried to figure out what is it that they are looking for? What do they like about their experience and how does AV fit into that? How are you seeing guests drive uh, AV integration and hospitality? And what are some of those specific use cases where AV fits into exactly what the, the end user is looking for in their hospitality experience? Yeah, I think it starts. So we, we use this as the uh, core principle of design thinking, which mm. does take that approach first. You, you need to understand our industry certainly has looked at markets as a series of decision makers. And we call them end users. The industry does. But the true end user at the end is the guest. Right. right? It's, right. They're the ones that are truly interacting with whatever we put in place. And so putting them first is crucially important. If I don't understand my client's client, then mm -hmm. I can't really help them. So I think... Uh, the surveys really pointed to some simple things, you know, that it is about that in-room experience that really matters. And so an example of that, you're seeing properties uh, uh, change the way they do lighting control, environmental controls, uh, how you can interact with content in the space. They're bringing in Alexa uh, or other voice control, assistive control, Echo, others. Um, so all of that sort of thing uh, are examples of, of trying out new technologies, new approaches to those environments. Sometimes, a lot of times probably, they're, they're involving uh, Pro-AV as a way of uh, enhancing, augmenting that space uh, through light, sound, and video. Um, and I think that's, that's only going to increase as we go down the road, as, as uh, we, we look to diversify. Um, otherwise, I think we touched on a lot of it, which was even from the moment they set foot on the property, uh, how do they get engaged by that experience? 
So their overall guest experience is not just impacted by the room in which they stay anymore. It's all the facilities around it. Food and beverage was historically looked at as that, yeah, I got to feed my guests. I've got to provide good dining option. But we heard today during my, the session, uh, one, of the prison, uh, one of the attendees was saying, there's also this opportunity for gaming space. And um, so that's coming up in guest comment. It's coming up in uh, feedback surveys, this kind of analysis, looking at that guest experience and what are other ways that we can improve. Uh, so hopefully, what, ultimately what we're trying to encourage with that kind of a methodology is less that we necessarily got all the answers we needed. We're also trying to create a paradigm where by a pr provider of solutions of AV would take the moment to understand, do their own research. It doesn't have to be surveys necessarily, but even just collecting information about the guests of a particular property, the clients of the client, so that you can ultimately provide a better solution and tie to metrics that really matter to that organization. Um, you know, not just, let's say, oh, sales or, or some other metric you think might be important. It's, well, for that property, what drives that experience for those visitors? What is it about it that they like and dislike so we can grease that those skids and solve those issues. Yeah, I mean, it really feels like AV is in hospitality to, like we said a little earlier, make the experience as similar to home as possible or give the conveniences of being in your own home, but also be able to provide something unique that you've never seen before. And, and really, it's like answering a guest's questions before they ever have them. You know what I mean? It's them arriving with their Xbox in hand, and instead of even having to ask, can I plug, is there an HDMI cord for me to plug this into? You know, is the Wi-Fi robust enough for me to play Fortnite on uh, right. on the Wi-Fi? You don't have to ask it. You just know, you walk in, you plug it in, and boom, you're connected, you're ready to go. It's that kind of infrastructure and that kind of experience that AV is, is able to tap into, and that's never gonna go out of style because What's so exciting is that the technology on the consumer end always changes, mm -hmm. always evolves. Mm -hmm. And I think that creates an endless market for AV integrators, whether it's backend systems, um, whether it's displays, to kind of match that expectation on the consumer end. Um, so, you, you know, you really have like a, an infinite amount of possibilities here. Yeah, you can imagine uh, a day, and it's probably already happening in a lot of cases where even the nature of the way we review properties changes as a result of that. It's not so much, I guess it, a part of it is, did they have the right connection points? But it's also, yeah, like you, like you mentioned, uh, is the overall experience conducive to the lifestyle I have, which includes my mobile device, which includes my Xbox maybe, which includes my Hulu that I, that I like to plug in, the USB dongle, uh, a Roku dongle or something to be able to stream my shows. Uh, so all that's kind of factoring in to guest experience uh, in a new way and, and certainly makes it more complicated for a, a facility manager. We've certainly seen a dizzying number of different connection types over the years coming in and out of favor. Is it VGA? Is it S-Video? Is it whatever the case? So they've had to adapt to that. Fortunately, USB helps now to simplify some of that. But I think just getting the basics right is just so key um, to, yeah, even something as simple as having Wi-Fi, having it be robust enough with enough bandwidth to support what they want to do on property. Uh, all that's a, a big part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So to kind of wrap things up, what should AV professionals do with this information? You know, how should the industry move forward now that it knows AV and hospitality is growing faster than AV itself? The opportunities seem endless. Mm-hmm. What should professionals do to capitalize on that? Yeah, you know, I think it's um, part of doing research is also helping to identify questions you should ask. And so I think naturally a solution provider, an industry like our service provision is going to ask questions. But this kind of research helps you to think about other questions that you may want to ask. What about the end user? What about the experience that that you want them to have on property? Great, you want to put displays, but how is that the right place? Is this the right, what content are you serving? So it's thinking even more holistically, going beyond the technology and thinking about the actual use case scenario uh, in a different way. It's easy to think about my job is just to hang these displays and make sure they're plugged in the right way. But stepping back, there's so much more revenue and margin opportunity around. But what if you thought it from a design perspective? So I think that's what we hope is that it broadens thinking. It expands needs assessment to a different level to where it's it's uh, not just near in, but a little farther out, bigger picture. So broadening the scope, I think, is, is really the intent of this kind of research. Uh, less providing the exact right answers and more providing uh, a a questioning mindset that you say, that's a really interesting idea what the research reveals. I'm going to test that with this specific client. That's the idea. I love that. Well, again, we were just speaking with Sean Wargo, Senior Director of Market Intelligence for Avixa. Sean, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast, giving us this this really fresh insight um, from your uh, intelligence report. I'm always excited to see what Avixa puts together because I think y'all approach research from a, a really genuine angle um, and a unique angle, too. The fact that you s- try to source information from the end users and use that to discern you know, what does this mean for the professional? What does this mean for the industry? I think is is a really holistic way to approach research. Um, and it's it's exciting to see that hospitality is growing. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, what happens next with the industry. So Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks so much, Daniel. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And thank you, everyone, for listening to today's episode. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous ones, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. Make sure to follow along for more Infocom 2019 content and make sure to leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.